0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Somalia Aaron Rosar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. And if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that as a wine educator, it is my goal, it is my passion to ensure that learning about wine is both easy and fun for you. I also want to make it practical, meaning that I will definitely be sharing some of the fancy stuff, if you will, but I also want to make sure that you feel comfortable and confident in your everyday life. I'm all about the practicality of it, and I also want to be just as excited as I am about all the flavors that are just waiting to be discovered. Now, now for today's topic, I'm going to be talking about shopping for Father's Day. Father's Day is quickly approaching. And so what I have done is I've put together a collection of some of the most common questions I'll get asked by customers and clients when they're looking for the perfect gift for dads or the special man in your life that you are recognizing on this Father's Day holiday. I'm going to be answering questions as well as giving you helpful shopping tips so that you feel confident when you head into the wine store or when you're shopping online. So if you're ready, let's get started and talk about Father's Day gifting. So let's start today's episode talking about wine, and I will have people come to the wine store, reach out online and say, I need to get a bottle of wine for dad for Father's Day. What should I get him? And so I'm always going to give you a question back to you, and that question is, do you know what a favorite bottle that your dad already enjoys? Sometimes when you're shopping for wines for people, it's nice to give them something you already enjoy. And this is a great opportunity to do that. It also says that you've been paying attention to things that they do like. So if you are aware of a bottle of wine that they enjoy, but they think of it as more of a treat wine, it's not something they buy for themselves on an ongoing basis. This is a great opportunity to pick up that bottle of wine and give it to them because you already know that they're going to enjoy it. The other idea I have for you is do they have a special place they like to travel or visit? here's where you can make that connection if they have traveled to italy for example you can definitely get a bottle of italian wine and reference in the card that you've selected this because you know they had a wonderful time or they have always dreamed about planning an italian vacation and you hope this is inspirational to do that so you can definitely go through the wine aisle and take a look and see if there is an area of the world that you know they would love to visit or they've had wonderful memories while visiting and make that connection and write the extra note in the card. Those are my two main tips that I usually start with when I'm helping people shop for wine. The first one being is take a wine that you know they already enjoy and definitely get them that. And if they have a higher tier of that wine or sort of this special treat wine within that category, now's a great time to treat them. The other one is make a connection of a special place or a memory that they have and pick up a wine and make sure you include a special note in the card that goes along with the bottle. Now let's talk about beer and if you're shopping for beer. Just like wine, people have their preferences, they have their favorites. So if you know the types of beer that your dad is already enjoying, here's a great time to not only get him the beer style that you know he's already liking, but maybe a collection of beers that are similar to it. So you're almost creating a bit of a tasting pack for him in the same flavor profile so he can stay with what he likes, but he also gets to branch out a little bit. It's always a good idea, in my opinion, to not go too far out of the range of flavors that you already know the person enjoys. It's always great to try new things, 100%. But when you're giving a gift, you also want to recognize that this person has a favorite style, and this day is about giving them something they're going to enjoy. You can definitely put together a nice tasting pack. So if they like a lager style, for example, You're going to look for different Lager styles and maybe put them in a nice basket and a card and put that together. So, I'm a big fan of putting together a collection of beers for them to enjoy. And so, that's my tip with beer. Beer is a big topic on its own, and we'll definitely do future episodes about it. But in regards to gifting beer, I'm a fan of taking the style that you know that the person is enjoying already and giving them more of a collection and creating an experience for them. Now let's take a walk over to the whiskey wall. Lots of people shopping on Father's Day for whiskeys for their dad, they know they love them. And again, here's where if you know that your dad has a favorite whiskey, I would highly recommend getting that whiskey. Whiskey, just like beer and wine, people have their favorites, they have a connection to it. So if you know, it's always a great idea to give them something that you know they already enjoy. Now, if you know about a whiskey that they only bring out for special occasions or as a treat to them, then now definitely is a good time as well to pick up a bottle of that treat whiskey, if you will, and give that as a gift because it's something they probably won't be getting for themselves. But let's talk a little bit about some of the labeling terms you're going to see on those whiskey labels. The first thing to understand is whiskey is a general term, they come from all around the world. So I'm going to be covering. Scottish whiskey and Irish whiskey predominantly today. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about bourbon because definitely people are enjoying lots of bourbons as well. First, let's talk about Scottish whiskey. So Scottish whiskey, also referred to as scotch. Let's just talk about some labeling terms you're going to see on a Scottish whiskey. We're obviously going to have the different brands and people will have a flavor profile for the brand that they will like So if your dad, for example, loves Macallan whiskeys, then you can definitely look more in the lines of the different offerings from Macallan. Now, when you're looking at a a Scottish whiskey label, there's some terms, and if you're shopping, that when you're at the wine store, the team might ask you about. One question you might get asked is, do you know if your dad likes peated style whiskeys? What does this mean? Peat gives us the smoky flavor that comes out of whiskey. So if you've been near a whiskey that has a really strong campfire smell is generally the term most people will associate it with then this is what they're asking about and this is a very defined specific flavor in scottish whiskeys. so if you are aware that your dad likes peated or smoky style whiskeys they're going to ask you this question to help you find the whiskeys that your dad will like so peated is definitely a question that you're going to get asked the other question they might ask you about is fancy cask. Are you interested in a fancy cask Finnish whiskey? What does this mean? This means, well, whiskeys are aged in barrels, and in Scotland, it's a minimum of three years. Fancy cask means that it's a cask, let's say, from a Saturn wine cask. So they took an oak barrel that had been used for a wine style around the world, and they've put the whiskey in there to age. This is going to give us some of those extra flavors into the whiskey from the barrel base, because that barrel had been used to make a wine, for example, and now it's being also soaked in with the whiskey, and some of the flavors are going to come through from the wood. So Fancy Cask is a finishing style, meaning that the whiskey is going to pick up some extra layers, some extra aromatics and beautiful flavors on the palate from the Fancy Cask finish. And it will say on the label that this is a Fancy cask, this is a Saturn barrel finish, if you will, which is a dessert style from Bordeaux. But fancy cask might be a question. The other question for whiskey they may ask you is, are you looking for a single malt or a blended style? Now, both are delicious whiskeys. A single malt is going to be made with a single grain, and they're considered more of our sipping whiskey. So you're just going to have those on their own. A blended whiskey is going to be a mix of different grains, maybe a mix of different whiskeys. And generally, we use blended whiskeys more in cocktails. So if you know that your dad is a single malt person, I would highly recommend you look for whiskeys within that single malt if you are looking to expand some of their whiskey collection for them. Now, let's talk a little bit about Irish whiskey. The first thing you're going to notice that's different here is that there's an E in the word whiskey. So it's E-Y, where Scotch is just going to have the Y. Irish whiskeys predominantly won't have that peated flavor, that smoked flavor. And again, I say this hesitantly because we do have a few styles that are starting to be peated in the Irish whiskey world. But they're generally a little bit softer, not as strong as aromatics. Some people will say a bit more elegant, more feminine people may describe them as. But the biggest difference you're going to see for Irish and Scottish whiskey is Irish whiskeys are not going to have those intense heat flavors that some of the Scottish whiskies have. Now let's talk a little bit about bourbon and I want to talk about bourbon versus Tennessee whiskey. And so just to again understand the labels and when you look at the difference. Now both bourbon and Tennessee whiskey need to be made in the United States. Bourbon also needs to be made with 51% corn mash, meaning 51% of the blend is going to be made from corn. This is going to give us a sweet nuance. It also must be stored in brand new barrels. So they can't have barrels that are older in the making of bourbon. They need new oak charred barrels. And what that means is the strong flavor of oak and that vanilla is coming through. So when you look at a bottle of bourbon, you're going to have this deep caramel color that's coming from the charred, the burnt barrels that that whiskey is being stored in. And Tennessee whiskey is basically bourbon as well, but it's made in the state of Tennessee. So bourbon can be made anywhere in the United States where Tennessee whiskey must be made in Tennessee. It also has an extra layer of filtering to it. And there are other, it also has an extra layer of filtering by law that it needs to partake in. So you will see different labels, and those are the two main ones you're looking at, bourbon. And then you might see, for example, a bottle of Jack Daniels, which is a Tennessee whiskey. At the base, both Tennessee whiskey and bourbon are the same. They are similar, but I think it's important for you to know the label. Now, the what I want to talk to you about is cognac, because definitely cognac. I am my dad, for sure, cognac person. But when you're looking at cognac, what do the labels mean in regards to grand champagne, petite champagne? These are terms you're going to see on the label. And what does it mean for you? You're going to see that the price for a grand champagne cognac, for example, is higher than one from a petite champagne. And what this means is it's actually referring to the soil type that the grapes are grown on. So that area of cognac is just outside of Bordeaux, Grand Champagne refers to a small area of land that has a soil type that is chalk-based that is similar to the soil type we have in Champagne. And why that makes a difference is that it helps bring a fair amount of minerality into the grapes, which then translate in a very balanced cognac style. So that Grand Champagne versus Petite Champagne on the cognac label is in reference to the soil that the grapes are grown on. And the smaller the space, the less grapes, which means a price difference for you when you're shopping for. But in regards to cognac, I think that's important for you to know and when you're shopping. Now let me give you some additional ideas for accessories or some other gift ideas because maybe as you're shopping, you're like, I'm not sure I can make this choice, or you're just like, I wanna do something different this year. So here are some other helpful gift ideas. I love experiences if possible. So if there is a tasting dinner, for a class, whether that be virtual or a live event. If there's something that you can give them the experience of a tasting, then I think that's always a wonderful idea to take something you know they already love and bring that experience to them and help them try new things. So if there is a wine store that you already love or you know, definitely you can look online. There's classes available all kinds of different things, but an experience is a wonderful way. And you'll find those for the wines, beers, and spirit categories. There'll be tastings for all things. So that is always a wonderful idea. Gift cards. I know some people will say they're a bit of a cop-out. However, I think when you're looking at something that is so personalized in regards to their experience, and people definitely have favorites when we get into the flavors that they enjoy. So a gift certificate to their favorite store or their favorite winery, or maybe there's a club that you can do for them. So if there's a beer of the month club or something like that, the gift certificate is a wonderful way as well to let them pick out something that maybe they wouldn't be choosing for themselves on a regular basis. So a gift certificate, I don't think it's a cop-out. I think if you make the connection of choosing a space where you know they'll be able to get something they like it is always a welcome and appreciated gift the other idea i have for you is a great book there's so many wonderful books written about wine spirits and beer that if you know they have a passion for don't underestimate the power of a wonderful book about a topic somebody loves and you'll be able to find wonderful books on wine spirits and spirits and this can be a great way for them to increase their knowledge about something they already love and review it on their own time. And my last idea for you is going to be about glassware. I am also guilty of this, that I have wonderful glasses that I love, but glassware is one of those things that I sort of think I won't treat myself, if you will, that I'm good with what I have, I don't need extras. And so glassware is that extra little bit of a treat. So if your dad is a whiskey fan, then maybe some Glen Karen or some specialty whiskey tasting glasses would be wonderful for them to have. If they're a wine lover, then take a look at the glasses they have, and maybe you can get them to fancy Bordeaux styles if they're into red wines, for example. And look at can you give them the glassware that goes along with the wine, beers, or spirits that they enjoy. It's probably a treat that they've been putting up for themselves and so glassware is always appreciated. But I know, like I said, I definitely don't always treat myself to lovely glassware, even though I may want it. So let's recap what we've covered, and I've gone over some of the key questions you're going to be asked when you go to your favorite store shopping for your dad and looking for wine, beers, or spirits for them. And again, the questions I gave you are those common ones that I will ask myself, but also gave you some insight into what you're going to see on the label, so those will help you make a better decision, or at least kind of know why the price difference comes into some of these bottles. As always, you're looking to make that connection any gift is going to be appreciated. I hope you found this episode helpful. It's a little bit different than the normal style of episode I do, where I break down a specific style. But I think it's important for you to feel empowered when you shop for your dad. And now you'll know a little bit of the reason behind some of the questions you're being asked as well. And empowered with some of those label terms you'll be seeing when you're shopping. This is also going to help make some sense about where the price difference sometimes comes into some of those bottles. I hope you have a wonderful experience shopping for gifts for this Father's Day for the special men in your life. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, if you're watching on YouTube, please just leave those below. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast, feel free to reach out on any of the social media channels at Wine Girl Academy, or feel free to email me at hello at As always, it's been wonderful to hang out with you. I want to wish you a wonderful week. Cheers to you. Bye.